This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Great to be with you again today. And Bridget, we've mentioned it a few times here recently, but can't mention it often enough this time of the year. A lot of Christmas shopping will be done online this year. And if if you're going to be shopping uh, using Amazon, we're not telling you what to do, but if you happen to be using Amazon, please use smile.amazon and uh, pick Catholic Radio Indy. Be sure to use all three words, Catholic Radio Indy, uh, as your charity. You only have to do that one time, and then every time you use Amazon, no matter what you shop for on Amazon, uh, doesn't cost you a penny, doesn't cost us a penny. We get a small percentage of it, and uh, you're helping us out a bunch. So you can just go to Smile. Either way, smile.amazon or amazon.smile. Either way, you put that in a search engine, you'll get there. Or you can go to our website, catholicradioindy.org, and you'll see a uh, Amazon Smile logo there, and you can start there too. Either way, it's real simple. You just go on, log on, pick a charity, and you're all done. So, uh, and it helps us forever we've had people that did, did it years ago never think about it again and uh, we're still benefiting from that so if you can help us out that way we'd sure appreciate it well we got a great show lined up for you today today we're going to be talking about helping women in a crisis pregnancy situation and our guests are experts in this area they've spent a long time in this um mission to help women in crisis pregnancy. Our guests are Linda Kyle, Executive Director of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project, and David B. Wright, who is the founder and former CEO of 40 Days for Life. So welcome to Faith in Action. Oh, it's so great to be with you, Bridget and Jim. Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) Well, I want to start with you, Linda. I want you to share with our listeners, for, for those who may not have heard of this organization, what is the Gabriel Project? And I want you to talk about Gabriel, too, like where that name came from. Sure. So the Gabriel Project is a nonprofit that um, ministers to women and families in crisis pregnancies. Um, And we use Gabriel from the Bible when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said to her that she had been chosen to bear the Son of God, and the angel told her, do not be afraid. And that's what we tell our women, because, you know, when we first talk to them, they're in crisis, and they're scared and terrified. And so we just tell them, do not be afraid. God is with you, and we will help you. Um, and uh, that seems to help settle them down a lot. That's such a, great, um, that's such a great message to women who are facing, I mean, I guess it's a good message for all of us that are facing crisis, but, I mean, especially when you are find yourself in a crisis pregnancy, I want to talk a little bit about um, this fundraising campaign that's happening. Um, tell us about that. Go ahead, Linda. Do you want to start with it? I'll start with you, and then, David, if you want to chime in. Sure, thank you. So every year we have one fundraising event. This year we were supposed to have our event in September, and it was going to be an in-person event, and David was going to come and spend the evening with us, which we were so super excited about. But, of course, COVID changed that for everybody. And so we reached out to David and asked him if he could help us pivot. And he was so, so awesome to work with. And I just completely loved this entire process. David? 
Yeah, I mean, Linda, it's been such a joy. I mean, we'll, I know we're going to go into a little bit later uh, our relationship and how we first got to know each other, but when we decided with your leadership to shift from an in-person banquet to this virtual banquet that we held on Tuesday, November the 10th, we really looked at it and said, how do we bring people together when we can't all be together in person, but how do we come together virtually so we can do the ability to bring people together where they can learn how to help mothers who are in unexpected pregnancies and help to protect those babies without having to leave your home. And it was such a blessing to be able to bring together hundreds of members of the community to share stories of what God is doing and also to invite people to be a part of this important mission of the Gabriel Project. Well, um, Linda, will you go ahead and just give the email or the website um, where people can engage in that campaign that you're in the process of doing right now? And then we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but just for people want to have the website, what is that? So our website is www.goangels.org. That's G-O-A-N-G-E-L-S dot O-R-G. Now, sometimes uh, having a virtual event like this turns out to be uh, a good thing because if you have a specific dinner or a specific event on a particular night, there's always people who ah, can't make it that night or, gee, I was going to go and I, I forgot or something came up. Well, with this particular event, uh, it's still going on and it's going to be going on how long, Linda? We're carrying it through until Tuesday, November the 24th. So everybody can go and watch and be inspired by the event and then also join in the campaign around it to support the mission of Gabriel Project. So you're right. I mean, had we had a banquet, it would already be over. We wouldn't be able to do anything about it. But here we are on the radio, on Catholic Radio Indy, still talking about this, and everybody can be inspired and blessed by this virtual experience. Now, one thing you'll notice, <laughs> one thing you'll notice about David, uh, he's kind of uh, introverted, a little bit shy, <laughs> afraid, afraid to speak up. Actually, <laughs> actually, he's not. And you'll, I'm sure, as the program progresses, you'll see that there's a lot of energy and a lot of fire there on both uh, David and Linda's part. Well, I know that Jim had, Jim had, uh, and some of the staff here at Catholic Radio had heard you speak, David, at another another event and a couple years ago, and they talked about that event, I mean, for weeks and months, and even recently, that they were so inspired. So you definitely want to go, um, our listeners definitely want to go hear you give a talk. Um, for those of you who might just be joining us right now, we're talking with Linda Kyle, Executive Director of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project, and David B. Wright, the founder of 40 Days for Life and former CEO. I want to I want to ask you what is a crisis pregnancy and is there a typical or common reason for a crisis pregnancy who wants to start with that I can start with that um, good question Bridget a pregnancy can be considered crisis for many reasons a lot of times when a woman is in a relationship with a man they're not married and she discovers that she's pregnant and he does not want to accept responsibility and so he really will pressure her into an abortion. Um, and um, especially if he's the breadwinner, that can really put a lot of pressure on her. Society has also made it um, socially acceptable and almost the norm, heaven forbid, but um, for women to get abortions, you know, um, when Roe v. Wade was first passed, it was not common. But nowadays, you know, um, the, the, the pregnant woman's, you know, mom possibly had an abortion, her auntie, her cousin, maybe her sister. And so they're all telling her that it's okay to get an abortion. Um, and, and if she doesn't get the abortion and the man is um, 
is who she's in the relationship with will very often leave, and that creates another crisis. Um, and if she's working, if she's a working mom, especially if she already has one child, then um, society tells her that being pregnant and having children is not conducive to uh, being a working mom and, and working with your career. I want to have one additional thought I would add on to what Linda's saying too, Bridget and Jim, is when you think about this crazy year of 2020 we've been through, and it's been a year of challenge, a year of crisis, whatever other adjectives we want to attach to it, you know, you think about the pandemic, you think about social tensions, you think about this crazy divisive political season we've just been through. If you think about the tension and crisis that we've all felt this year and then compound that with the crisis a mother is facing in the midst of an unexpected pregnancy, she and her child are at greater risk of abortion now more than ever. And that's why the work of Gabriel Project is more important at this moment in time than probably the rest of our lifetimes up until this point. That's why I'm so excited that people can go and be inspired at GoAngels.org, learn about this mission, but then find out how can I come alongside these mothers in the midst of this difficult time? How can I help to protect their babies? Now, Linda, what are some of the specific things that Gabriel Project does? Uh, So you encounter a a young lady or maybe a not-so-young lady with a crisis pregnancy and uh, she's thinking about abortion. So what specifically do you do? What do you offer this lady? Okay, well, a lot of times we will be connected to the woman by a brochure that the sidewalk counselors in front of the abortion centers hand out. And so the woman will call me because she's not sure she wants to have the abortion. So my first task is to um, basically talk her down to the point where she's not feeling like she's in crisis. And then I can talk with her and explain to her some of the different avenues of help that are available. You know, we can still connect her with a Gabriel Angel. Um, we don't do as much of the in-person, but we can still do, you know, communication via text. Um, we can still offer emotional support. We can offer financial support when we are able to. And, of course, we have two great material resource centers that we can offer free um, baby supplies for her and her baby. Now, Linda, you mentioned the term uh, they get them in touch with a Gabriel Angel. What's a Gabriel Angel? So the Gabriel Angel is um, someone who has been trained and actually a parish joins the Gabriel Project, not an individual So when a pro-life group decides that they want the Gabriel Project at their church, then we go in and uh, basically give an overview of what the Gabriel Project is and what it means and what all it involves. And so the angels are parish-based, trained personnel who work one-on-one with the mom throughout the course of her pregnancy and for as long after as she wants the, the um, relationship to exist. Now, do all parishes, all Catholic parishes, have uh, a Gabriel project or a, a, something associated with your group there? So, no, Jim. We had, um, at one time, we had a huge base of parishes. But, you know, with any volunteer-based program, um, things change in your life, and you can't have a leadership role. And so if there's nobody there to take over... The, the project may fold in one particular um, parish, but we do still have some very, very active parishes, and one of my goals is to grow the project again and maybe either launch at new parishes or relaunch at parishes that have dormant projects. Now, for somebody who's listening right now who says, 
gee, I don't think we've got one of those at our parish. Uh, maybe I should look into that. What would they do? Oh, they can absolutely go to our website, www.goangels.org, and my contact information is on there. Um, feel free to email me or call me, and I would be happy to speak with them about how to get this process set up. We just have a couple minutes before we go to breaks, but I want to I ask you this, David. Uh, why did you start 40 Days for Life? And maybe tell what 40 Days for Life is and then why you started it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was really struck thinking about this, knowing we were getting on this show, the theme of your show, Faith in Action, and that's really what started 40 Days for Life. Uh, I and a group of young people in College Station, Texas, were frustrated about the crisis of abortion in our town. And particularly as people of faith, we realized these are children made in God's image and likeness. What can we do about this? And so we prayed for an hour back in 2004 about God, show us what we can do. And during that hour of prayer, we really felt convicted to do something for that spiritually significant time frame of 40 days. And the three activities we felt convicted to take on were, number one, to pray and fast, realizing we can't end abortion on our own, but with God all things are possible. Number two to hold a 24-hour-a-day peaceful prayer vigil outside of the local Planned Parenthood abortion center in our town where children were dying, where women were being wounded. And then number three, community outreach, taking this message everywhere we could throughout our community. So we finished that hour of prayer, and that was the faith part. Then we had to put it into action. And two weeks later, we kicked off the first 40 Days for Life campaign. And by the grace of God, more than 1,000 people participated, and abortions went down in our town that year by 28%. So that was the impetus. That was the beginning. But then other towns heard about it and said, we want to do that. And initially we said, good luck. Have fun with that. We had no plan to join them in that. But as it began to spread, we realized God was at work, and we said, we need to join him in what he's doing. And so we began to coordinate nationally organized and internationally organized campaigns and 40 days now, fast forward from that beginning to 2020, has now been conducted in 950 cities across all 50 states and 70 other nations. We've seen hundreds of thousands of volunteers participate. 17,000 lives have been spared from abortion. We've seen 200 workers leave the abortion industry. Of course, Abby Johnson's story is the most famous of those. And 100 abortion centers have closed their doors and gone out of business for good. But really, and that's why this show is so crucially important, it was faith but then that had to be put into action. And when it was faith the size of a mustard seed, it began to move mountains and look at what God has accomplished today. Amen. Amen. Well, on that, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the Gabriel Project and what you guys are doing to help women in crisis pregnancy. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guests. We're talking with Linda Kyle, who is the executive director of the Great Lakes Gabriel Project, and we're talking with David B. Wright, who is the founder of 40 Days for Life and former CEO. And David, I want to go to you, and I want to ask you, um, how did you get connected to the Gabriel Project, and when did you and Linda first meet? 
Oh, my goodness. What great stories. Um, you know, the first time I remember hearing about the Great Lakes Gabriel Project in 2007, when I had just started the National 40 Days for Life organization, my family just hit the road visiting locations, and we came through Indiana and stopped in Indianapolis. And I remember hearing about the Gabriel Project, but really when my first deep connection happened was when I was asked to speak for the first ever Great Lakes Gabriel Project fundraising banquet 10 years ago, so in 2010. And I came in, and we had a wonderful evening, and I got to learn much, much more about the organization. But then Linda and I, our connection actually came about in 2016. So that was the year during which I took on this crazy project where I had this idea of why not go to all 50 American states during a 40 Days for Life campaign. Remind me not to do that again, but it was an amazing experience. But during that, we got an RV, and we went on the road, and 48 states got the RV visit, and two of them we had to visit by plane. But during that, one of the most memorable moments was in Indianapolis when we pulled up the RV and we had a rally out on the sidewalk outside of the Planned Parenthood there on Georgetown. And I had these two ladies come up to me right before the event who said, David, you tell us all the time about lives being saved and about how what we're doing makes a difference. We've never seen that happen. And we don't know, is this really making a difference? And I encouraged them. I said, yes, it's making a difference. But my heart ached for them because I, I understood what that feels like. Mother Teresa said we're called to be faithful, not successful. But sometimes we need to see some evidence that what we're doing is making a difference. At least we feel we do. And so at the end of that event, after the rally, there had been a little girl who had been playing right in front of where we were doing the event, and she was playing on the ground. And then afterwards, this lady, who I now know to be Linda, my dear friend, picked up this little girl and carried her over to the RV and drew with the marker. We were having everybody sign the RV, drew a little outline of this girl's hand on the RV, and then wrote the name Laurel, L-A-R-E-L-L-E. And then she said, David, I wanted to introduce you to one of the children saved from this Planned Parenthood. And she told me the story about how a woman inside the Planned Parenthood waiting for an abortion had felt led as people were praying outside to change her mind. She left the facility. She called a hotline number, and Linda was on the other end of the phone. And because Linda was there, because people were praying, that little girl's life was saved. That was the day I met Linda, and that day I met Laurel and got to introduce Laurel to those two ladies and say, see, here is evidence your prayers are being answered. So beautiful stories, but for me, a moment that demonstrated how worth it this work is. And we may not always see the fruits of it, but we have to trust God because through our prayers, through our actions, He can save lives. So Linda, I have so many memories, but I'll let you add anything you wish to that. Oh, sure. Thanks, David. And uh, that was a great day. And I did not realize that David had had this conversation with these two women before. So when I introduced him to Laurel, I had no idea the impact it was going to have on him. Um, uh, but um, we did, in fact, David and I crossed paths again a couple of years later when he came to a fundraising event in Indianapolis and then agreed to speak at the 40 Days for Life opening event the next day. David did not know that I was going to be there at the uh, at the opening event, and I brought Laurel with me. And so when David came walking up, I had Laurel in my arms, and I said, Laurel, do you remember our friend David? And David and I both just had tears in our eyes, and it was just such a wonderful, wonderful moment. And I think it really um, bonded us. Uh, David, you mentioned... Uh all 50 states, and that's that's remarkable. Any idea how many cities are currently doing or have done 40 days campaigns? Yeah, collectively since 2007, it's been about 950. I think it's 953 wow. is the hard number. Wow. 
and the most during any given campaign was this fall. It was over 500 at one time. But it's amazing to see how God has breathed life into this and unified people all around the world at the same time. And, you know, the thing that's really important to people to understand is when we go out and pray, it's not just our prayers, but it's through those prayers and through the connections with pregnancy centers and ministries like the Gabriel Project, it's not enough for us to just say no to abortion. We have to have places that that mother can say yes to life. And that's why there's such synergy between the efforts of 40 Days for Life and efforts like the Gabriel Project. It's this kind of one-two punch that makes it all work, and that's why so many lives are being saved. Yeah, and that's an observation that we've made here um, on various shows, you know, when we talk about the pro-life movement, that there is so much, there are so many resources available. It's not like just say, hey, we're pro-life and see you later. It's like, here, we can really actually help you with the things that you really need to make that choice for life. I want to get on to the fundraiser, and I want to ask this kind of a two-part question. I want to know what makes this particular event really special for you and then I want you to talk about the event and how people can participate and what they can see or find or whatever. Go ahead Linda, do you okay, want to start with that? I will start with that, thank you. So uh, last year I was going through some of the old Gabriel Project stuff and I ran across the audio of our very first fundraising event and I listened to it and I was so inspired and thrilled when I learned that David had been the guest speaker. And I thought, what a great thing it would be to have him come celebrate our 10th year uh, anniversary. And so I reached out to him and his company, and we got everything set up. And it was just, it was, it was wonderful. And I'm so excited that he agreed to come back and celebrate with us. And so, David, and yeah, if I can add in another piece of that, first of all, the long relationship with the Gabriel Project, my deep appreciation and admiration of Linda and her leadership, and obviously the connection, having met Laurel and how meaningful that was to me. But what Linda didn't tell me is that in the virtual event that we held and the campaign we're holding, one of the guest speakers to share a story is Laurel's father. And for me to have this all come full circle and to realize that things we do, uh, Jim and Bridget, you see this all the time. As we put our faith into action, sometimes we see the fruit of it now. But when we step back and look at the longer play of this, we realize that what God's doing, watching Laurel grow up and realizing she's going to be a young lady who's going to go out and change the world for good. That is amazing, and each of us have that opportunity. So by going to GoAngels.org, the website, and following the link to go watch the virtual event, you can see this whole story unfold. You can learn about the Gabriel Project. You can be inspired by stories of how God is at work. But the most important thing for you listening right now is for you to ask God to show you what He wants you to do. More than ever, we need people to put their faith into action. More than ever, we need to come alongside mothers. More than ever, we need to come alongside these children in the womb and protect them. More than ever, we need to stand up for what is right. And that's the opportunity we have. That's why this event, this campaign that's going on from now until Tuesday, November 24th, is so important and why it's, it's critical that all of us stand with the Gabriel Project and do everything we can financially with our, our treasure, but also with our time and talent, because we have an opportunity to join God in what he's doing to save physical lives and to impact eternal lives. And what could be more rewarding than that? Yeah, I, I can't David, imagine. One, go ahead. Go ahead, Linda. We just have a few minutes sorry, left, David. and I, I wanted to ask you about the need in terms okay. of what, what's the need out there of, in, of those in crisis pregnancy. David alluded to it a little earlier now that we're in this kind of post-pandemic 
crazy time that we're still in. Okay, so that actually that's great. That ties in with what I was going to say. Um, the uh, the need goes back to all what David was saying with God, and the theme that we chose for this event is with God, all things are possible. And we have seen some amazing things happen. So the need right now is that um, we need to be able to reactivate new churches. Uh, we need to be able to go in and, and get Gabriel Project set up again in parishes that have never had them. We need financial assistance. We do things like pay rent. Uh, sometimes we pay utility bills. We have two, the two material resource centers where we provide pack and plays and strollers and clothes and diapers. And um, so there's an ongoing need for financial support, which, you know, you can go to goangels.org and contribute there. Um, but we also need people to pray for us. And we need people to come and spend time at our resource centers. So just a lot of need. Um, prayer is always, of course, the most important need. I want to ask each of you real quick, you each have about a minute to share what this um, journey, I guess, in being in the pro-life movement, how it's really impacted your faith. Let's go with you, David. Uh, the, the short answer is it's transformed my faith. Um, I got into this work certainly because I recognized that children are made in God's image and likeness and mothers need to be protected. But along the way, seeing God at work and realizing, if you'd ever told me during an hour of prayer back in 2004 that 40 Days for Life would become what it is, that the pro-life movement would do what it has, watching God work shows me truly that with Him all things are possible. But my last thought on this, too, is when I got into the pro-life movement, I was, uh, had come from a background of traditional Protestant Christianity, but working alongside so many faithful Catholics for so many years after being married to a Catholic wife for 28 years and going to Mass together, in 2018 I was received into full communion with the Catholic Church, and discovering the fullness of truth has been life-changing for me. So this movement has an opportunity to help each of us grow closer to God and then to take that faith and put it into action. And Linda, what about for your faith? How has it impacted your faith? You're a very faithful person. I've known you for a while, so you really inspire me. But how has it impacted you? Thank you. So my faith has been just deeply, deeply strengthened. Um, I, I feel humbled and honored to be called to do this. Um, one of the most humbling experiences I had was that I got to be there when Laurel was born. And um, I went into the hospital with her mother the night before, and they induced, and I was with her later on the, the next afternoon when she was born, and I remember driving home in just tears, just rolling down my eyes and thinking, why me, Lord? Why did you choose me? I feel so unworthy. Why did you choose me to be uh, an, such an important part of this little girl's life? And um, that, it's just that really, really impacted me. And every time I think about that, I just feel humbled and grateful all over again. Well, with God, all things are possible, right? And, and Linda, give us the website again one more time where people can connect and contribute. www.goangels.org. It's G-O-A-N-G-E-L-S dot O-R-G. Linda Kyle and David B. Wright, thanks so much for being our guests today. God bless you. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. 
You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.